Welcome back to the Beneath the Surface podcast, and today I'm here with Dylan Lotus. How's it going, everyone? How you doing? Pretty good. A little sick, but we vibing. Just starting off the bat, I've, I've known you for a pretty long time, like right around when COVID started, but it wasn't until relatively recently where we kind of got close and I got to learn more about you as an artist. That being said, I would like the listeners to kind of get to know you a little bit better too, if that makes any sense. Yeah, so I guess I'll start from like a music perspective. Um, My main genre is like, I'm most known for like the internet money, emo rap type of stuff. But Mm -hmm. lately I've been like branching off into like hyper pop, singer songwriter, alternative. And as a person, I really like working out, um, like playing basketball, chilling, you know? Kind of balancing a music life and a typical high schooler life at the same time. Yeah, I, I think that's cool too because I think it's a very good thing to separate your personal life from music because it's totally different. And a lot of people don't understand that as an artist too. Like, it's almost two different worlds. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, sometimes they kind of merge together, which sucks in mm-hmm. school. But when you can yeah. keep it separate, it's really, it's really a lot of fun definitely yeah when it comes to genres that you mentioned you're, you're super diverse and you you peek into all these other kinds of genres out of every genre you've done which one do you enjoy doing the most at this moment in time uh this moment i really like the alternative hip-hop stuff because mm-hmm. i can kind of like be myself with it and just say it's alternative instead of like making one type of like emo rap for example and then being like oh it's not what it really is mm-hmm. you know just be myself there's so many different ways people can go about like labeling their genre you know what i mean because there's, there's so many in-depth versions like for instance emo rap you, you could explain that in so many different ways you know what i mean it's yeah it's, like you could break it into like the alternative hip-hop like emo rap in itself can be split into so many different categories too which I think is really cool. Absolutely, man. Like, Trippy Red is even considered emo rap, and then, like, some old X songs, and then there's, like, the mm-hmm. new stuff, like Ian Dior. Like, such a broad variety. Yeah, specifically Ian Dior. Like, he started out in the emo rap, kind of, like, hip-hop, and then he, like, is moving more towards pop-punk. It, it's That's the thing cool about being an artist, is you can literally do whatever you want. I know, I love the freedom. It yeah, really shows it's that it's an totally art. Cool. Everything's like usually it should be done on your own free will, not based off of what other people want you to do, which is a really big thing because there are some artists that like sometimes get pushed around or swayed in a certain direction based off of like numbers and what their fans kind of want. From what I've seen from you, that's not the case. You tend to kind of want to make what you want. Yeah, in the first place, it wasn't like that though, because, um, back like around the time i posted nothing's working like i had a whole ep out like worth it was part of that project but like i purged all my stuff because i kept getting torn between whether i wanted to make like that poor stacy rock type stuff or if i wanted to do like emo rap but then like i guess like as i got older and just like matured mentally more i realized like that doesn't have to be the case i'm still way too small and then like i re-uploaded worth it and stuff that song just took off for me and then I met you guys in Timeless a little bit down the line. And then you yeah. really showed me what diversity yeah. is. 100%. And the thing that you mentioned is you've been making music since you were 
very young. I mean, if I'm not mistaken, you were around like 14 or 15. Yeah, 15. I was a sophomore yeah. in high school. Like you were, you're super young. You had not only just like maturing behind everything, but also seeing where how much music changes just over the last couple of years. Because back in whatever year it was, 2019 or 2020, like music was so different than it is now. There's oh, much more variety. There's much more variety of like beat styles. Obviously, Yeet took off. Like that John that subgenre like it's out of everything you've done especially starting from such a young age like you said you were 15 do you have any advice for anyone around that age that it's that's trying to start music um it's pretty obvious uh just don't care what anyone at school has to say cuz mm -hmm. they're going to say something especially cuz it's such a very different thing to be doing at that age and um as long as you keep yourself um to a high standard keep your chin up hold yourself high um people are gonna start to realize that you're taking it seriously and have a lot of respect for you mm -hmm. like i had to build that throughout a few years and the thing with me that like is different than what you went through was when i started music it was towards the end of high school during covid when i wasn't in person there weren't peers and people through school that like could talk about my music and stuff like that but in your situation, like, obviously, everything's in person again. And you actually kind of have to deal with, I don't know about, like, teasing. I don't know your situation. But, like, people are going to talk about it. And that's just the way shit goes. And it sucks. But. Yeah, I mean, I started around the time you did. It was, like, a few years back. Like, mm -hmm. with COVID, like, we had school on and off, like, every mm -hmm. other day. And um, it's not like many people saw me because the school was split in half because of that. But then like when my junior year came around and everyone was all back, that's when like a few people like approached me about it. But, like this year, everything's chilling. Yeah, nothing really phases me. That, that, and that's a, that's a great mindset to have because there's always people that don't even really listen to your music. They just see, oh, you're like a rapper. That's kind of interesting <laughs> and shit like that. Like none of them actually know what the fuck they're talking about. They've never tried to make music themselves. They don't understand the process that it takes. You know what I mean? Anyone can yeah. sit behind a mic and find a beat and do something, but not everybody has the mindset or the goals that specific other people have you know what i mean oh absolutely so for someone to critique you based on something they've never tried or let alone probably not even heard in depth there's probably one person or something like that's like that's played one song or something like that and like oh this shit's trash instead of listening to your whole discography or really getting to know you at all like people are just assholes yeah i mean the thing was because Bridges had a lot of success off the bat, um, mm -hmm. Spotify like asks where like you are from, like as an artist, and mm -hmm. like it pushed it out to people in my school because like mm -hmm. it has like thirty thousand streams or something right now, and a lot of them like came from my area. So I'm thinking like, oh shoot, and I was so young then, and that's kind of all they knew about me. They're like, oh, mm -hmm. he made this trash song called Bridges, and like now I'm so much more than just like a SoundCloud rapper, as people would yeah. call it definitely and what people up. sorry keep going my bad that's all i was just ranting out for a second no, no no i'm sorry i did not mean to interrupt you but what people don't understand is from an outsider perspective everyone's constantly 
getting better through time you know what i mean you look back on old song songs such as like bridges and compare it to what you're making now someone from years ago wants to play bridges and they go into a newer song from you it's completely different the style the mix the growth the confidence you can definitely tell the confidence difference in your voice too which is a huge thing it's they don't get that they don't know that over time people get better because they're so used to listening to mainstream artists that have all these people working with them around behind the scenes recording times money and shit like that they don't get that people constantly grow and get better over time yeah like i'm not freaking justin bieber juice world or something like yeah i'm a kid in high school correct and that that's you obviously like they don't get that you know what i mean mm-hmm. absolutely like, they don't they don't get it and they never will because they, they don't make me and until they do or if they don't they're not gonna understand that oh absolutely i mean yeah. there's a few gems though like a few yeah. kids in my school are learning how to produce and they're realizing yeah. like what underground music is of course and they realize how much i fit into that and the thing that's funny is all these people that listen to like juice world and like you said trippy wet trippy red they originated from like soundcloud and smaller underground shit and that's what they don't understand yeah yeah. trippy stuff and even like juice's old stuff from like five six years ago it sounds exactly like what an old artist or someone like that just started out like me two years ago Mm -hmm. like it, they kind of match in that sense and like over time it gets more mainstream sounding more confidence yeah and just my friends saw me at the wrong time yeah. yeah and and that's a lot of it like there's people like if you send it open to somebody from like a couple of years ago and you look back on that open you're like oh i could have done so much better on this fucking <laughs> open but realistically <laughs> if you were to go back then and like actually seen where you were because at the time it was good you know what i mean but as an artist sometimes you get wrapped up in it and you get stuck in your own head and that's just that's part of the game honestly absolutely man everyone's just evolving definitely in regards to people that you look up to who would you say your biggest inspirations are through music um when i first started out it was I made music like way back before I first posted like Bridges as my first song. Mm-hmm. Um, it was in like eighth grade. So my cousin, uh, Claude, as many people know him or like formerly mm-hmm. known as J of M, uh, I kind of looked up to him growing up and uh, he started making music and he was kind of inspired in like the whole Garden Nine Tails Convoke scene because it was like 2019 yeah. and I really liked it. But I was like this 14 year old squeaker. I didn't really know what to do. And uh, he inspired me to start doing it for fun. So like him and Garden were the big voices. And then around that same time, Ian Dior blew up like out of nowhere. And um, I found his name through a type beat on YouTube. It was like Ian Dior type beat. I'm like, hmm, let me check him out. And I fell in love with the internet money sound. So for like all of freshman year during COVID, I was just listening to him and then Kill Val came along and um, I got in touch with him and then uh, Bridges became a thing. And then kind of like Kill Val and Ian were like the main driving forces when I was posting music. Yeah. If that makes sense. And one thing I've noticed from you is you've always surrounded yourself by people that also 
enjoy what they make and having almost a group of people that can enjoy and make the kind of music you do is a great thing because not everybody has that at the start some people mm. kind of almost feel lonely in a sense because they don't have people that they can reach out to jump on songs or if they need help and stuff like that what i i noticed from you early on when you started you you found kind of that group and it honestly helps a lot not only just for like finding your craft and things like that but it helps your mental health a lot absolutely i got lucky yeah and obviously you being the newest member in timeless i think that's um it's a it's a new step for everybody not just you because we're adding somebody into our group that is also diverse too because we have a bunch of people in our group that are super diverse and some people like me and other people that are not super diverse to but to be able to kind of throw them all together like reach into our own genres i think is really cool yeah timeless i mean that's a really beautiful thing because mm -hmm. like when you brought up me joining it, I'm like, I don't fit in with this style at all. But then I kind of realized how vast, like, like how much everyone's really making. Mm -hmm. Like, Curiosity's doing like this hard rap stuff, mm -hmm. and then there's like Autumn making lo-fi, then there's Fern taking off in hyper pop. I'm just there, like, wow, yeah, we got it all. I love we it. We all like to try to do new things. You know what I mean? Get out of our comfort zone. Yeah and i think that's super important because casper is also somebody that can make a ton of other stuff and i think that a lot of what he's made through timeless is completely different than what he releases on his own which i think is really cool because it gives another perspective of what he can make and what other people can almost expect from him yeah i noticed that in some of the ciphers like people sounded completely different totally different like and I think in a way it's like almost slowed down a little bit in the sense not slowed down but I think we're going more towards people's comfort zones again because when we started it was just I would just throw a random fucking beat in there and stuff like that but <laughs> nowadays we're getting people like Autumn who's jumping in chat and he's like if you guys do something more similar to what we're working on right now I'd love to hop on it which is cool because he's asserted that he wants to work on a specific kind of subgenre, which is really cool getting feedback from everybody's great you're such a good leader with that you just listen to everyone and make sure like the yeah. collectives like as welcoming as possible i appreciate that and that's something i wish other collectives would do because you know there's always that groups that people have been in that kind of over time people start to not get along or it starts to fall apart and, and a lot of it comes to leadership. I'm not throwing anyone under the bus because that's completely unfair. But you, you understand what I'm going at. Like, a lot of these collectives and groups don't work because of lack of leadership. Yeah, I think you keeping it like a really tight group is mm -hmm. what made it really and special. I have, yeah, I appreciate that. And also, I don't ask a lot from people, too. I want everybody to be comfortable and feel at home because obviously the my main priority is family away from music for other people i want people to value their own music over like ciphers and stuff like that i want everybody on a cipher to want to do it you know what i mean i don't want to force anyone yeah. to get on anything or anything like that but anyways like back to you this is an interview about you which is great 
but do yeah. you have any um reasoning behind your stage name um well as many people know my first name is dylan um a few people like have my snap and stuff in the scene mm -hmm. so that kind of is my government first name and mm -hmm. then um for lotus first off i realized like it's a really pretty flower and then i look deeper into the meaning it like kind of like shows signs of rebirth regeneration and this is like the time of covid when i made the stage name and i'm like i really want something new in life i was sick of like how i was as a kid i just wanted to be more like at peace just do what i want and not really do what the world wants me to do and then mm -hmm. i kind of just put the two names together and um people seem to like it mm -hmm. i think that's cool though because a lot of these people that i ask about like um stage names a lot of them don't really have a lot of meaning behind their stage name for somebody yeah. to have even like some like something even a little story behind it i think is interesting because for some people i wish they would be more in depth you know what i mean yeah and you get i want to get to know them better so i think it's great that you have a story behind it thanks man for sure and <laughs> Speaking of which, you've released a song literally like an hour ago. Yeah. Is there anything you want to let people know about that song who's featured in like the kind of style in that so, song? This kind of goes back to like the internet money roots. Like it was a piano emo rap beat that my friend Nine Waters made. And um, it was originally like on some random YouTube beat. Like he flipped the acapella and then... Um, I got my friend Darza on it as well. Mm -hmm. um, I don't know. We kind of like, I kind of want to make something more in like a rap flow rather than like a melodic flow. I didn't do the best job at it, but um, I really got the message across because I wanted to write about something a little different than heartbreak. I kind of wrote about like how I wasted my energy on friends and stuff that didn't really matter. Mm -hmm. And um, I think I got it through pretty well. Yeah. Um, I love it a lot. Hopefully people find the same thing in it. And it's great that you almost get an outside, or not an outside, but a perspective on how friendships go and how people are within the scene. Because what a lot of people don't know when they first join the scene is almost everybody wants something from you or yeah. are fake in one, one way or another. And I think that a part of growing up is realizing that every friendship that you have is not always going to work out. Absolutely. And I think it's cool that you were able to put that into a song and a perspective through writing and release it, which I think is great too. Because what a lot of people don't understand is when they have friendships that go south and shit like that, a lot of the times they don't understand why they blame and do all that shit. But the biggest thing is noticing on warning signs and things like that so you don't make that same mistake again. Oh, absolutely. Like, one of like, the people I wrote it about, like, no hard feelings to them because I really could care less. Mm -hmm. Just, um, I realized when I was starting to distance from them after COVID and, like, starting music. I'm like, okay, this is, like, revealing, like, my motivations don't match their motivations. I'm going to let it go. That means it's just not meant to be friends. And then if we start to draw back to each other, then we really were meant to be friends, mm -hmm. which didn't happen. So I just stopped caring. And I met people in music that have similar motivations. Mm -hmm. And things worked out. 
and that's huge and, and like you said there's no hard feelings or anything like that that's just a way a way not only just in music that's how life goes you're not always gonna yeah. be friends with specific people like shit happens and you just gotta come out on the other side stronger which is a huge thing exactly don't waste your energy on things that don't work mm-hmm. you can't worry about the things you cannot control i couldn't have said it any better correct and then it comes like you've mentioned your your school life um starting music at such a young age when you're kind of at a more comfortable spot now than you were like when you first started through growth and everything like that what would you say your biggest and ultimate goal in music is um i never really had a goal to be honest but um i really just want to put together a project that kind of just like sums up my feelings and everything I've written and just like try to help as many people as I can because to be honest blowing up is really cool and all but that's such a rare occurrence in artists so like it's mm. not my main goal anymore just um when people dm me saying like oh my god like I've been thinking about this stuff too and I thought I was all alone with it like that shit like makes my day knowing like I'm helping people out and if I can compile it into like one project I think that would be perfect Mm -hmm. definitely and it's totally fine to not have like super into the future goals and like want oh like I want to be rich and famous and blow up and shit like that because like you mentioned the way I view things is I'm I want to be I want to stay realistic and like you said the chances of blowing up and having to deal with the repercussions and lack of privacy and all that shit it's often not thrown into the equation until after you are actually there blowing exactly. up is not as great as it sounds you know what I mean and it's extremely rare extremely hard and like you said like you're at a young age like you said you're still in high school you you're having fun and that's the biggest thing I know, like, I still want to have that personal life. Because, mm-hmm. like, imagine, like, being a girl, like, going out with a celebrity. Everyone's going to know who you are. Yeah. Like, that's, an, that's just one complication of a multitude of things. Being I famous. agree. That's why you see all these celebrities dating other celebrities. You know what I mean? It's no choice. Yeah. And that, in a way, is great. Sometimes it sucks, especially when they break up because it's so public. Like, for instance, you remember, like, the Selena Gomez and Justin Bieber bullshit. When they broke up, oh, it yeah. was everywhere. Like, you couldn't even, even if you didn't care about them, you heard about it through friends or whatever, or social media. Everything about being famous, in a sense, takes away all of your privacy. Mm-hmm. Like, they're just people, but because so many people know who they are, all of a sudden, it's a big deal. Mm-hmm. And you couldn't have said it better. At the end of the day, everyone we're all just people you know what i mean exactly and and that's something that a lot of people don't take into account all these celebrities and people like that they still have feelings they're they have regular human emotions like that and having a lack of privacy must suck ass let's be honest yeah for sure i imagine Mm -hmm. and when it comes to organization would you say that you're a pretty organized person when it comes to just files and setting up release dates and things like that? Um, my files are pretty bad, I can't lie. Um, for beats, if you open up FL and like go through like the different folders in your computer through there and you go to my downloads, there's at least 200 beats from Zooper and like 400 from Chris Merrick. 
it's a mess um but like when i actually have the flps i think it's pretty organized i gotta put them in folders and have like the cover art there uh drop schedule i try to do like every like two weeks on like a thursday night Mm -hmm. instead of like a friday because uh i'm always asleep by midnight i can't keep doing this yeah i mean (laughs) A lot of it, no one's expecting everything to be perfect. But as long as you know where things are and you know when you're releasing stuff. Yeah, I announce it. Yeah, and reaching out to specific people if need be, it's huge. And I wish some people would do it a little bit more. Not that I have anything against people that just randomly drop whenever they want. It's just there's a whole, like thing behind it, theory behind it. You want to get people that are that enjoy your music almost on their toes waiting for this drop you know what i mean that's a huge part of it yeah that's kind of what i struggle with like i'm not good at building hype like i announce everything but i don't feel like people are like waiting for midnight yeah i mean i said the same thing but there's always that one person that gets they like it immediately when you drop it which is great it's a great feeling so when it comes to upcoming projects do you have anything that you're working on right now or any goal that you have to release within the next couple of months or within the next year next drop is probably going to be on 420 uh that's mm-hmm. that's great <laughs> <laughs> um it's like an alternative x hyper pop song it's like alternative guitar with like a Durset beat if you know what i'm talking about mm-hmm uh, it's with by Kento, a uh, very good friend in the music scene as well. And then I might have like, I might try to get a song with Shizu as well, maybe in like May. Because um, what I'm trying to do is like when I hit 600 followers on SoundCloud, I'm going to drop the first single off of um, an EP I'm working on. Mm-hmm. So it's pretty much done. Just it's just whenever I get that goal. Like, I don't really care about the number. It's just, like, fun to give people something to work towards. Mm-hmm. It's called Stop Thinking. Um, It's basically just, like, about how overthinking and anxiety kind of led me to overstep in different aspects of my life. Mm-hmm. And, like, I showed you, like, that song, Somber. That's, like, the yeah. intro to it. And then mm-hmm. um, I have, like, like a Jolst song in there, too, for, like, some alternative. And then Zuper just sent me a beat for the last song I'm working on like this weekend so yeah that's really that's deep. great and one thing that i also noticed within your music is you put a lot of emotion you actually genuinely care you know what i mean exactly these are all real life situations that you put through and there's nothing better to get it off your chest through music which i think is huge oh absolutely i mean if i'm not depressed as fuck there's no point recording because then I know my vocals aren't going to sound that good. So I just record when I'm actually feeling something. Mm -hmm. Which, you know, so many other people do. Like, um, I've interviewed tons of people and they've all said a very similar thing when some of their best music is when they're down bad. You know what I mean? Yeah. You could tell within the voice and everything like that. It's the medicine, man. Telling you definitely yeah but if anyone wants to check out dylan lotus i will drop the link down below and for you dylan 
I appreciate you coming and talking to me today. It was great getting a perspective on how everything started for you and your growth and everything like that. Man, I appreciate you too. That was a lot of fun. Mm -hmm. People get to hear a lot about me now, which is crazy.